Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Greg, welcome to my home. Yes, thank you, my friend. This is amazing, and I can't wait to uh, share some knowledge with your listeners. It's going to be a lot of fun, dude. I just want to say it is an honor to have you here. Uh, this is the first time you've ever been in my home, and uh, I just want to say it's quite the privilege. It is the first time in this home. I've in been in home. your other homes, and this one is amazing. You really have the castle the that every man wants. You know, Casa Del Monte is is based on family, faith, fitness, and financial stuff, and you have it all together, man. So I'm I'm here to learn from you, sir, through <laughs> through just observing and you seeing know, how was, to do things right as a man. I was trying to think about how to give you another compliment, and uh, one of the things I'm like, if I had to describe Craig in one word that I haven't heard other people use to describe you, it's, it's what I'm about to say. Because for those of you who don't know who Craig is, he's the author of The Perfect Day Formula, How to Own the Day and Control Your Life. One of... Uh, the most impactful books for maximizing your productivity and so much more. And Craig formerly owned a huge fitness brand called Turbulence Training. And uh, Craig, uh, you know, I want to describe you like this. You know what you are? Uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you, you say You don't know it. what I'm going to say, though. No, I have no idea. You're a rock. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're a rock. That. You've always been a rock in my life. You've always been firm. You've always been unmovable. You've just been there when I want to kind of go in a direction. you just kind of like, oop bounce me back on track. And I know you've been like that for a lot of other people. So I just wanted to say thank you for being a rock. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. And, you know, Bedros Koulian, who's a friend of ours, he said something similar. He said, you're the most reliable and consistent person that he, that, uh, he knows. And I was like, I didn't realize that was like something that I thought, you know, most people were reliable and dependable, but at the end of the day, most people aren't. And so I think there is a big teaching lesson here for a lot of people. And the funny thing is, is, I actually, on the way over here, I did a little Instagram story post about if you want to be successful, you need to be reliable and consistent. I literally made that on the way over here because you need to show up all the time. Mm. You need to be there for the people that are supporting you and you need to support them. Mm. And you need to be the rock uh, as a man. You need to be the rock in your woman's life. You need to be the rock in your family's mm. life. So if there's family illness, you need to be the rock that is there. You need to be the rock that is there in your business. If you're the leader, you need to be the rock. Even in your gym, like if you're just, you know, let's say you go to a gym and there's a lot of guys there and they all want to build muscle. You need to be the rock that shows up consistently, independently and supports all the other guys going through hard times. Being the rock is one of the strongest things that you can do for other men for and for the women in your life. And I think, uh, you know, the rock is already the rock, so I can't take that from him. But it is nice that you said that. I really appreciate that. For sure. And today we're going to be talking about a champion's mindset for discovering your vision, value, and values. And right there, we've already discussed one of the ways that you can offer value to the world is to become a rock to those people in your life. And I just want to give you some you know, personal stories of how this has translated into impacting my own life. So when you got clarity on helping 
entrepreneurs to start their online business, you were the first person who announced a live event back in 2008 and you sent out 2007, West Palm, Florida, and you invited people to come learn from you for three days. You had your guest speaker, your own mentor, Yannick Silver there, and you invited um, anyone who could come and 53 people came into that room. I believe it was 53. There's two, yeah, there's about 53 people there. $2,000 a person. $2,500. And, and $2,500. And, and people couldn't believe that I was able to fill the room with, at $2,500, but there were some rock stars in there for sure. Yeah, and when I got that email, I said, here's a guy who knows where he's going and I want to come with him. And I still remember what I was doing that day in my gym, Phoenix Fitness. I was making another person wait. They were coming in for a consultation. And I signed up then because you were doing a fast action bonus for the first five people. And I had to be one of those first five people. And I showed up in West Palm, Florida, and the rest is history. Yeah, and there's big lessons there for people listening. You know, Vince was a fast action taker. He knew what he wanted to do. He knew what he wanted to achieve. And, you know, I'll, I want to say some good things about you there, Vince. When you showed up at that event, you stood up and you said in front of everybody there with great clarity, you had more clarity than anybody else in that room because there's been a lot of people that went to that, that seminar that didn't do anything, unfortunately, and it drives me nuts to this day because I hate to see people not take action. But you stood up in that room and said, in six months from now, I'm going to be number one muscle building product on ClickBank. And yes, you were six months from then or probably even sooner. You had vision and... I had vision, you know, I wanted to help entrepreneurs like you. I, I, you know, truly, so just a quick story on me, I started off in the fitness industry. I had vision that I wanted to help the men's health world and I did, but I, then I realized I wanted to help entrepreneurs. That was my true calling, my true vision. And so then I started working towards it by having that first seminar back in 2007. And you know, you came to it because you had vision. And so for all the people listening, men and women, truly have a vision for your life, know where you want to get to, because it's like going to on your dream holiday. You know, at one point in your life, everyone goes to Disney World, right? So Disney World is eventually going to be your dream destination. Well, how do you get to Disney World? Well, you know, you have to fly to Orlando. You land in Orlando. You get in a car and you drive to Disney World. You end up in your dream destination. It's so simple because it's a straight line to success. Now, use that analogy applied to your dreams and goals in life. If you know where you want to get to in a year from now or three years from now or five years from now, like if you want to be a doctor in five years from now, you know you have to go to, to college, you have to go to and get that medical degree, and you have to go and be a resident, you have to do all these things, and that's a straight line of success. If you want to be a bodybuilding champion, you have to you know follow Vince's programs, you have to follow a good nutrition program, you have to be consistent, you have to be the rock in the gym, and if you follow those things, that's your straight line of success. But it all starts with your vision. So you have to know your dream destination in life, and when you do, you will get there because everything on your path will become clear and you'll be able to say no to all the detours in life, which is where most people go wrong because they don't say no to the things that take them off track. That's fantastic. I'm sure we could go back and forth a lot of stories. So I'd love to hear maybe a situation where you've recently had to say no to something that simply does not matter. You know, right now I know you're really focused on filling the, um, your next event in San Diego, uh, November 9th and 10th in beautiful San Diego, the first ever perfect life retreat and what kind of things have you had to say no lately too, just to stay focused, put, keep the blinders on, maintain that tunnel vision on ensuring that that event is a smash hit? Well, you know, even in this business of the Perfect Life Retreat and the workshops, I actually, when I went to my coach, Pedro Skoulian, who is, who is your coach as well, uh, he's one of our best friends, I went to him with six ideas. And he said to me, Craig, I have seen this time and time again when people only have 
three three things at the most that they're focusing on, they will be so much more effective and successful than when they have six things on their list. So let's sit here and let's talk about first, what are things that you don't love on that list? And I was like, okay, well, I don't love this one project that's, you know, requires a lot of digital marketing. So we crossed that off. And then he's like, okay, well, what, what's the next one that's not going to be a huge financial impact? I'm like, well, you know, I really love the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it's not going to be um, as much, you know, a financial gain as having hundreds of people come through a coaching program. Okay, so we're going to cross that one off. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, now it's really difficult. It's like, how do I just keep three of the four? And we crossed off another one that was something that I didn't love as much as the other three. So I was able to say no to things that I love, that I wanted to do, man, to stuff that I've put in a lot of work into, but I had to say no to them and cut them. So when you are doing things in life, you can have 20 goals. And I used to make this mistake back in 2007. You know, I remember sitting there, um, you know, three hours before I was going to a New Year's Eve party and I was sitting there and I had, I had like two pages of goals in 10 point font. And then at the end of 2008, I would sit there and go, why did I only accomplish like these seven kind of mediocre things and not the big things in my life? And I realized it was because I had too much going on. So that's one area. Was there anything else you were thinking of that I, that we had talked about recently? I think it really is identifying, you know, what needs to get done to move you closer to that vision. Yeah. And just putting it. So I use a, a thing that I learned from a coach. Uh, this came out of the book Scrum. Have you read Scrum? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So they've got the backlog, right? So we always ask this filtering question when uh, distractions come into conversations. And we say this, if we don't do this, will prevent us from achieving our goal? If we don't do this and that one question seems to be like the money question. And I remember uh, when I was out in Denver at the uh, toys for tots charity drive, I sat down with Matt Smith and uh, I forget it was, we were doing our little workshops. Yeah, so Matt Smith is my business partner and toys for tots is a big event that we do every year in Denver for one of my other business charity event. We buy thousands of dollars worth of toys and Vince and his family comes out all the time. So you're talking to Matt, my yeah, business so partner. Yeah, I think Matt learned this maybe from one of his mentors, if not someone. And Matt's like a high caliber crazy. He's a, he's a high caliber CEO. That's right. Yeah, he's big, big time. And he was talking about another big time guy, I think, above him. Yeah. And he said that this guy told him that the number one question you can ask yourself, literally, I can't remember if he said every minute of the day, but I think oh, he right. did, is what do I need to stop doing? And yeah. that stuck with me. And then there's another great story from Steve Jobs. And, you know, somebody asked Steve Jobs, what are you most proud of doing? And he goes, I'm most proud of what we didn't do. Because if you go back to 2004, 2005, you know, they're making the iPod and then they get into the iPhone and then people are throwing all these I words at them, right? Oh, you can make the iWatch, you can make the iCar. And, and eventually, yeah, they did make some of those things. But he didn't try and make them until he just made the iPhone so amazing. Then he went into the iPad, but he wasn't doing 19 different versions of iStuff. And so that is something that you really need to think of. It's not, what more can I do? And you know, just to quote another legend, uh, Bruce Lee, it, he says, or Bruce Lee did say, it's not about the daily increase, it's about the daily decrease. Hack away at the unessential. So think about that for a second. In your training, you know, is this additional exercise going to give me gains or could it lead to overuse injury? Hmm. Um, in your relationships, 
you know, is dating a third girl, you know, if you're a young guy and you're dating a whole bunch of girls, you know, is dating the third girl going to add to it or is it going to cause stress and get you away from that one girl who's going to be the best girl for you? Um, you know, and then if you're an entrepreneur is taking on another project because as entrepreneurs, we want to take on every project. We want to go to every seminar. And one of the things that I did that was one of the most helpful things I did last year was I made a rule about going to seminars and speaking at events. And I, I had a bottom line, like I can't go and speak at an event unless they were paying me a certain amount of money. And it pained me because, you know, Paleo FX came along and it's a great seminar. They have an amazing expo there. And I had a good time at the event the year before. And they said, hey, Craig, will you come and speak again? Um, and here's uh, the amount of money we can pay you. And I had to say no, even though as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking, oh, if I go, who knows what might happen? Who knows who I might meet there? But I had to say no to it. And it was a very wise decision because I have other bigger goals in my life. And so all the way back to the start of this conversation, you know, the main message is see what you can say no to. And I love those thing, those questions that you asked Vince, you know, if we say no to this, is it going to stop us from success? And if the answer, you know, and if you can say, yeah, I mean, we can say no to this and it's not going to stop us from success, then you, you can say no with power and move ahead. Because when you get focused, you're going to have more success because you can, you know, people who want to do great things have to do fewer things. Yeah, that's what you've been hammering home in your accountability newsletters. If you want to do great things, you have to do fewer things. I wanted to repeat that. And the great thing is that you can do this easily and effortlessly. We're going to get into that in just a moment. We're going to talk about the champion mindset, which consists of the three V's. But before we do that, uh, Craig, I watched you do this recently uh, within the last year, I guess. Like You've pretty much retired your Turbulence Training Fitness brand. Yeah, it's been hard in a way because, you know, really it was part of my identity since 2001. I first came up with the stu stupidest named fitness program in the entire fitness industry, Turbulence Training. What does that even mean? But I came up with it in 2001. <laughs> Uh, on a flight from Salt Lake City to, to Toronto, and I used the analogy of turbulence. But you know, I started. Mike Geary liked it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> turbulence. You know, yes, <laughs> people love turbulence. Make, people love making fun of me for it. Um, and so I sold it for 15 years. And I mean, I really loved the brand. I loved the you know transformations we made. But as I kind of mentioned before, I didn't, I didn't love, 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 love fitness compared to what I do now, which is coaching entrepreneurs and and getting their lives dialed in and, and more success, helping them make more income and work less. And so I had to step away from it. And it's funny because like, you know, I basically was almost like starting a new business. And when you start a new business, the revenue obviously isn't as great as some of the older, easier businesses. And some days I'd think, well, you know, maybe I should just go back and, you know, do a fitness promo and I'd be like, no, 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 no. That's short term gain. Um, even though it, it might hurt the revenue today, you have to go and you can't waste an hour setting up a fitness promotion when you sh need to be spending this hour, you know, getting people to know about what you're doing now. And so it was painful at times, but, you know, it's like walking away from a bad relationship. It's like walking away from a bad habit. It's like walking away from, you know, going to the bar every Friday night with your buddies. Eventually, at some point in your life, you have to stop doing that. I stopped too late. I was 30 years old when I stopped and I should have stopped three or four years earlier. And, but eventually, you know, everybody has to stop that or you're going to be stuck in a, in a rut in a life that you are just not happy with. So you have to say no to some of the things that were brought you great joy in the past or great success. If you want to evolve up to that next level. Do you mind if I share a 
great Craig Valentine story. I can imagine. <laughs> I, I know which one it is. <laughs> so recently, uh, you know, every, everybody who loves Craig Valentine is going to love this story. And uh, recently, you know, I, I'm still kind of unclear, right? Like, I'm pretty sure he's retired from the fitness game, but I'm not 100% sure. So I gave him a shot. Um, so, you know, I made an affiliate introduction to him about a promotion I thought he might be interested in. I kid you not, within about, I would say, less than a minute later, I got an email from Craig that said, no, period. Come on, Vince, period. Don't send me these anymore. End of email. <laughs> and I sent it with love. Of course, of course. And you know, the, I think that morning he'd sent me an amazing email about just getting clarity on my calling and what I was doing. So, I mean, Craig can say that to me and he needs to say that to me because he knows that if he wants me to be a rock, he, know, he needs to show uh, me what a, being a rock looks like and I was grateful for that and it was it was a great I just want to affirm that what he's saying is not BS this is the real deal so I mean I'm going through a transition right now too well right? I actually Craig? just before we go to the, your transition I thought you were going to tell the Red Bull in Vegas story that's oh, what no. I thought you were telling Craig I can't tell them that we got to have you back man we got to save some stories <laughs> right right uh, all right so let's go back let's transition back to your transition and, so and I mean that... I've been a fitness brand too you know I, I've got predictable income but you know I don't know if Bay just told you how one of the things he said to me uh, when he was doing his call with me about Empire. I mean, it's a $50,000 investment. I mean, it's not chump change for anybody. And uh, he said, Vinny, you know, I feel like you've been on the fence and you haven't taken the leap. And I don't know if it's because you're scared or if you don't know how or what. And, and it just like no one's ever said that to me. And I have been scared to align with my calling because you know, I've maintained a seven-figure a year income in the fitness space and shifting from being a fitness brand to now being a personal development brand is scary. And I've had your coaching and Bajos's uh, coaching to reassure me that the direction you're now heading is what's ultimately going to be something built on a much stronger foundation because it's aligned with what we're about to talk about, my vision, my values, and my value and it is scary. So I guess I just want to give you, ask for some input on uh, people that are on the fence. What kind of things would you say to them to kind of encourage them to take the leap to say like, and we've kind of discussed it, but anything else, you know what I'm saying? You see someone's not aligned with their vision. You're like, they're still chasing pennies. They're not chasing dollar bills. What do you say to these guys? This is going to be wrapped up in that champion mindset. And so I'm going to use the analogy of an Olympic athlete. So an Olympic athlete has a four-year cycle. I mean, do you imagine that? Imagine that you are doing something today that's not going to pay off until four years from now. Yet these athletes will go and sacrifice wealth because they're getting paid peanuts, um, you know, possibly family because, you know, they have to train all the time. They have to travel the world and they're doing this for something that is so far off in the future. That is a champion mindset because think of how strong their vision is. Their vision is that I'm going to stand on the podium at the next Olympics and I am going to do that by doing the work today. Now, if everybody, every entrepreneur had that mindset, you know, a Fewer people would drop out. So many more people would jump into coaching like with you, Vince, because they would say, you know what? I understand I'm not going to win the gold medal tomorrow, but I'm going to go and be, put a champion mindset into place. And here's a champion mindset. Everybody's had a champion experience in their life. You know, whether you're a high school athlete, whether you're a bodybuilder, whether you have great uh, you know, family relationships, whether you've had some success in business, you have experienced uh, an area of life where you have just absolutely crushed it. 
and what were the common factors in it? Well, you probably had coaching, you did planning, you did, uh, you know, you prepared for each of your sessions, you got accountability, you did all of these things, you knew what to do, you were encouraged to do it, you took action, and you were just in the zone. And now so many people then, therefore, who were champions in one area of their life, haven't been you know, they feel like they can't succeed in some other area of their life. Maybe they feel like, oh, you know, in relationships, I always fail. I always fail with the girl, when, you know, once I get her, but I can't keep her. Or, or they say, oh, you know, in sales, I'm just not a good salesperson. Listen, if you can go and stand on stage in a bikini and wax your body and tan your body and, and diet down to 3% body fat and then sit there and look me in the eye and say, oh, I'm not good at sales. You're kidding me, man. You're kidding me. You, you just did the hardest thing in the world. 70% of the world is overweight and you just went and got down to 3% body fat and now you're telling me you can't go and apply your champion mindset to sales? Come on, come on. I mean, you gotta take that champion mindset. I just, I mean, and you know what? I am preaching to myself when I talk about this because I have had champion areas in my life and I've had areas where I've struggled and you know, I'm applying this champion mindset to myself right now as, and you know, that whole sales thing. I mean, I used to say that I was bad at face-to-face uh, -face sales. Now I love it. I love diving in. I lean into rejection. I say, you know what, go ahead and say no to me because that just is going to get me fired up. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to go and apply it and make the sale next time. And so, you know, Vince, you and I have both been selling from the stage this year and it's been something where, you know, if you don't have a lot of experience with it, it's a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but we both are successful with it. We both love doing it now. And it's because we are taking our champion mindsets, your champion mindset from all the way back when you were a runner, me as a champion mindset back from my hockey and soccer days. It's like, listen, if we could dominate that, if you could dominate the chin picnic bikini contest. <laughs> <laughs> you knew about that? <laughs> then, then you can dominate any area of your life. You've dominated as a family man. Um, and so, listen, everybody listening, champion mindset requires having the vision for you being that on the podium of success in whatever area of life it is, knowing what success looks like, going and getting the coach who is going to give you expert advice, who's going to give you no holds barred accountability. He's going to say, no, don't give me any of your excuses. You didn't do the training today. How are we going to avoid you not doing the training in the future? Or you didn't do the training right or you, you quit early. How are we going to stop that in the future? I'm not going to let you get away with it because I'm your coach and I care about you. And you're going to do the planning and preparation. You're going to get social support. You're going to hang around other like-minded people who want to succeed and have the same goals as you. So if you're training in a gym where you're the biggest guy and you want to get bigger, that's the worst gym in the world for you. You have to go to a gym where everybody else is stronger than you and bigger than you and makes you play up a level in life. If you're struggling with your faith, uh, you know, if, if you know, I don't care what your faith is, but if you have faith or you want to have a stronger faith and you're hanging around people that are getting you into bad situations, no, you got to go go to and spend time with people who are stronger in faith than you. And if you are broke, you need to spend time with people who have money and figure out why are these you know, good people with money, of course, why are these people with great morals and ethics? Why are they wealthy and I'm not? What can I learn from them? And that is all part of the champion mindset. It starts with your vision. And so if an Olympic athlete right now can suffer for their gold medal that they will not get for four years, then you can suffer for the whatever gold medal that you're going to get in three months, six months from now. You just have to put in the time and effort and have that champion mindset and believe in yourself because you can transfer that success in any area of life over to another. Craig, that's phenomenal. So I, I find like a lot of people ask me, how do you figure out your vision? And you just clarified it right there. 
I was always asking myself, how do I, before the call, I was saying like, how did I figure out my vision back then? And it was always because I just found somebody who was a little further ahead. And you don't need to know what you want to look like 20 years down the road. You just need to know what you want to look like in maybe a couple months from now, maybe a year from now, and just being in those environments and being in the right environment and just find somebody. I always ask people, is there anybody doing what you want to be doing? And that typically helps people figure out their vision if they don't know. I don't exactly know what my vision is. Well, who's doing what you want to be doing right now? Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, modeling people for success. And that's what I did when I got my first coach in 2006. I got another legend of the fitness industry, a guy named Tom Venuto, who truly is the godfather of the online fitness world. I mean, that guy was selling tens of thousands of programs back in 2003 before anybody else was even online. And I went to him and I got him as a coach because I got him for the exact same reasons you just described. He was doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. He shared my morals and ethics. I think that is one of the most important things you need to do when you're uh, to look for when you're finding a coach. You, you can go and find a coach who can make you a whole bunch of money. You can go and find you a coach who can help you put on a lot of muscle mass, but they might be telling you to do things which you know does not align with your, your values, so you have to be careful with that. But Tom has shared my morals and ethics, and he was successful. I mean, he was a rock for sure, and so that's why I hired him, and that's why I was able to become successful because I modeled that. And I had that vision of, hey, I need to be closer to what Tom is achieving. So we're digging into the championship mindset. We talked about your vision, exactly what you want to achieve in life. We've talked about that. Now let's talk about your... Well, I'll say one, a couple more things on sure. that because I, I don't think I, I dove in deep enough. So when I teach people to create their vision, yeah. I say, let's go three years into the future. Yeah. Okay. So not just a year, but three years into the future. And now your vision is the movie script of your life. When you write your vision, you are writing the movie script of your life. And what that means is you are writing a vision, a plan, a story as if you've already achieved these things. So I want you to think, you know, if you're listening to this 2017, 2018, you're going to look ahead to 2020, 2021. Where do you want to be? Where do you want to be in the four seasons of life, which, you know, Vince's father, Luciano, actually taught me. So where do you want to be in your health? your wealth, your family, and your personal experiences or personal development. So think about that. Do you want to be engaged to that girl that you are, you know, kind of dating right now? Do you want to be married to that girl living on, you know, Joe, John Street in your town with, uh, you know, a nice BMW or a Jeep in the driveway? And do you want to, you know, be 10% body fat year round? And do you want to have this job? And do you want to, you know, have accomplished this and, you know, maybe created the, your first program and sold 10,000 copies of it, maybe even got your first book deal. What do you want to have accomplished in the next three to five years? And you just write that all out and you get very specific. And it's so specific that it looks like you're watching a movie of your future life. That's why I always call it the movie script of your life. So think about that and think about when you do that, you have your dream destination, which I talked about before. And when you have your dream destination, then it's very clear. Oh, if I want to be engaged to that uh, Rachel girl from the gym, uh, I kind of know right now. And, you know, I want also want to be making $100,000 a year at my sales job. Well, okay, that's my dream destination. And that means that I have to go and uh, become a better man so that I can, you know, start dating this girl and get her to, to fall in love with me. And I need to up my sales game. All right, great. That's my straight line to success. Become a better man, date this girl, and become a better salesperson. All right, so when your college buddies come along and say, hey, we're going to Vegas, 
you know, bachelor party and you, you know, you've gone on a bachelor party, you know, it's what, you know, what happens in Vegas. And some guy says that, and it's the same weekend that Rachel wants you to go to, uh, you know, some family thing. And you say, ah, I'm going to go to this Vegas thing. Well, you know, kiss your dream destination goodbye because you've gone off your straight line to success. So having the vision keeps you out of trouble. I mean, at the end of the day, if you say, I know where I want to get to, this is what I got to do. No detours. Keep yourself out of trouble. It's virtuous living, having your vision in place. That's amazing. It makes it easier to say yes. Yeah, and it makes it easier to say no. And we and, talked and about how important no. it is to say no. That's incredible. So... <clears throat> Is there anything anything else on vision? Actually, I wanted to add one thing. I was just um, looking for my workbook from the event. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so Craig lets has he sp- if you go to the uh, workshop, there's an opportunity to write out your three year vision as the day that you've achieved it on the day that you've achieved it, and it's such a powerful, powerful exercise. I remember reading it in your book when you did it for yourself, and it was like, wow. It was so real, and I still remember. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but there was a couple really practical things, and it started out uh, just kind of give people a feel for what mine was like. It's December 31st, 2019. We're in Tampa, Florida in our second home. My family and Flavia's family are all joined here. We're celebrating New Year's Eve together. We're celebrating 10,000 people who've joined the Maximize Your Muscle 2.0 newsletter and 100 people who are the Information Accelerator Mastermind. We come here every winter and we have a guest room where my parents can stay and Flavia's parents can stay in the evening time or for for, for an extended period of time as long as they'd like. And it just goes on and on in these little details where now when you're so crystal clear on I'm going to have the second home in Florida. Uh, we're going to have family there. I'm going to have so many people in this membership. And then uh, then we're also going into little details such as we attend church every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have dinner as a family at 5 o'clock. Every, su- every summer we go to Southampton and spend two weeks unplugged with our family and go to the beach each day with the kids. And when you start getting down to those little, little details, it just becomes like so crystal clear on what your life can look like and what you need to start doing right now. We go down to North Carolina once a year to visit Elevation Church as a family. And then you just list all these little details. And then that exercise was unbelievable. That was worth the price of the the entire event 10 times over, getting clarity on where we want to be three years from now. And now Flavia did it beside me. And when we saw all the overlap, it's like, okay, cool. We're aligned. We're moving in the same direction. And uh, that was like, anyways, thank you for that. Well, no problem. No problem. And, and, you know, guys listening, I mean, you can do this for your physique as well. Think about it. If you, if you, you know, that's what Arnold did back in the day. I mean, Arnold was visualizing all the time about how his body was going to look. And now you can go and you say, oh, this is the physique I want. And that, and, you know, knowing what physique you want is going to drive your straight line of training. Oh, then I have to go and bring up this body part and so on and so forth. And having that in mind, you know, it's classic vision board type stuff that has been used for years and years and years. And listen, hey, you know, guys who are skeptical, I know there's a lot of guys out there who are skeptical. Women, too, are skeptical. Oh, this sounds like a whole bunch of hokey stuff. Well, listen, this happened to me um, in a real life situation, and I got exactly what I want. So I'm going to tell you this real quick story. So when I hired Tom Venuto as my coach in 2006, the very first question, the very, very first question he asked me on the call was, Craig, what do you want your business to look like in five years from now? And at the time, I'm just running turbulence training. And I said to him, Tom, I want to have a business like this website, earlytorise.com, which helps people build their wealth 
and improve their family relationships. And Tom said, okay, cool. And he helped put me on a path to becoming a better coach, a better speaker, a better writer, a better trainer. Um, you know, having my first mastermind meeting and first event in 2007 and going out and building my network. And I was a very introverted person back then. So I was like, okay, I got to go and do all these things in order to earn the opportunity to own early to rise. And so I did all of that stuff. I was taking action every day. And then 2010, one of my friends, Matt Smith, who Vince mentioned earlier, said, hey, Craig, what do you want your uh, fitness business to look like in the future? And I said, you know, I still want to have a business like Early to Rise. And then a few months later, Matt was at an event with the owner of Early to Rise. And the owner of Early to Rise told Matt that he was ready to sell the business. And Matt sent me a message right away and said, hey, let's go buy this business from this guy. We flew down to Florida. We negotiated the deal. And it was five years, three months, and 17 days after Tom Venuto asked me what I wanted my business to look like in five years that not only did I buy a business like Early to Rise, I bought the darn business. I bought the exact business of my dreams. I was three months and 17 days late, so don't hold it against that me. That was but, amazing, man. But other than that, that's the power of vision. And so that's why I, I, I'm so hung up on this exercise and I want everybody to do it because when you do it, your future becomes clear, you know what to do and you start to have success because you follow not the law of attraction. You're not sitting there and thinking, oh, I want this stuff in my life. You're following the law of action attraction. You're going out and taking action and attracting opportunity into your life. If I didn't tell Matt that I wanted early to rise, he wouldn't have have thought of me when he was at that event and said, and, and the owner said, I'm ready to sell it. But I had to. That was one of the actions I took. I told good people what I wanted to achieve, and they helped me achieve it. That's outstanding. Next question is, we've discussed vision. Let's talk about value. And what is your value? How do you figure out what your value is? What do you, def what do you mean by that? Yeah, this is talking about the value of your time. And so a lot of entrepreneurs are saying that they want to have you know a hundred thousand dollar net income or they want to have a million dollar business and then you take a look at their day and their day involves them going to the fedex store and it involves them you know fixing the printer and it involves them doing all these things that are worth you know ten dollars an hour you could get somebody to do this for ten dollars fifteen dollars twenty dollars an hour you know editing videos that's the one thing that we see all the time with people oh you know i edit my videos Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, don't worry. I know how to do it. No, no, you can't do that. That is not an empire builder's mindset. Elon Musk is not out there editing his videos, you know? He he is he is a brilliant man and he knows that his time is best spent in this big picture stuff. And it's the same with an entrepreneur. Yes, I know that at the start you're going to be struggling and scraping by, but listen, you barter, you figure out you know, you go on Craigslist, you find a relative who can do the, the bit of work for you until you can afford to pay somebody for it. And you scratch and claw and find a way so that you're not doing the junky stuff because you're putting a value on your time. So if you break it down this way, you can actually put a literal value on your hours work. And then that can help you judge what you should be doing. So if you want to make $100,000 in a year, that means that if you worked 40 hours a week, then each one of those hours is worth $50 to you. So $50 an hour working 40 hours a week is $100,000 a year income. So even if you're you know, in the corporate world, think about that. Think about that. And then say, okay, well, how did I spend my time today? Well, I spent two hours writing sales copy. That's great. Good. Awesome. Two hours you know, filming video. Great. Good. 
And then I spent four hours uh, updating my website, you know, doing the HTML and, and editing the video. And it's like, no, no, that is wrong. That is so wrong. You are better off taking those four hours off and sitting in a chair and thinking and paying somebody else to do that work because that is below your value. That is below your value. So take the amount of money you earn right now and basically if you're making $50,000 an hour, your worth is $25 an hour because essentially it's like half. And so then you have to think, okay, all this stuff that I did today, was it worth $25 an hour? Or could I have found somebody and paid them $10 or $15 an hour to do it? And then you have to f figure out how to make that transition in those trades. Because, and then you have to increase the value on yourself. And you have to say, you know what? Even though I'm only making $100,000 right now and my value is technically $50 an hour, I have bigger visions and bigger plans. So I have to upgrade myself to $100 an hour, even though I'm not you know, technically making that right now. If you upgrade that in your mindset, now you're not even doing so many of the other tasks that could be holding you back. You know, you could be out, you know, delegating some of the marketing materials to other people, your email writing, you could be delegating stuff. And then that allows you to spend time on stuff that is going to make you a thousand dollars an hour. So that is what I mean by putting a value on yourself. And you also have to think about that outside of your work time. You have to think, should I be cutting the lawn? Should I be going to the grocery store? Female entrepreneurs are so hard on themselves and, and I work with a lot of them because they want to run a business, they want to be an amazing supermom, and they want, and there's so much pressure on stress on them from their mother-in-law to like also cook, clean, keep an amazing house, but they can't do all that. You are just going to blow up. And so I come along and I teach them, listen, there's no shame in using a meal delivery service. There's, I mean, you don't do your plumbing. Why do you have to do your cooking? You know, you don't, you shouldn't have to do your, your lawn. You shouldn't have to do your garden. You shouldn't have to um, even do your own laundry. You don't have to do your own laundry. You need to spend time with your children. You need to be an amazing uh, partner to your spouse and you need to be a great entrepreneur. Those are the three things you need to do and everything else, somebody else can do and there's no shame in that. So that's uh, a bit of a hardcore politically incorrect message, but it's one that I try and teach people and it does give them a lot of liberty and freedom when you tell them that. It just comes down to doing some math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally doing just some doing math some math. And then, and then, you know what? I am blessed, Vince, because I am lazy and I really just only like to do a certain amount of things. And that and you know, I've never I've never used a dishwasher. I've lived in houses for over a year and never turned on a stove or a microwave. I don't know how to turn on these fancy new stoves and I don't want to. I just want to do my thing, which is add value and impact to the world because if I learned how to cook, that might be a million people I'm not going to help this year because I'm spending all that time cooking and not making videos and doing podcasts and being able to come over you know, to your amazing home gym basement podcast area and office and do this show and do the other show that we did where I interviewed you in Flavia and that's going to have even more impact. So that's what it's all about to me. Yep. Um, I use the analogy of being the Oprah. So I think, ho I think hopefully people can get this or being the Ryan Seacrest or whatever it is. Like, you know, Ryan Seacrest and Oprah, they aren't setting up the sets. They aren't doing the mic checks. They aren't setting up the lighting. No, they're just coming and being the superstar of their business. And that's what you have to do. You have to figure out where am I the superstar in the business? Is it sales? Is it presentations? That's where I'm going to focus my time and energy. And I'm going to lift up my team and elevate my team 
and allow them to do where they're really awesome, you know, what they're really awesome at. Because at the end of the day, you're not good at web design. You're not good at film editing. There are other people out there who have amazing training. And if you gave them the opportunity to do that, all of your uh, content would be greater quality and you would end up impacting more people. Yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but you are allowing other people to be superstars in their area. And by doing that, they allow you to be a superstar in your area. And that is how you become an empire builder. Yeah, Craig, that was absolutely outstanding. And what you're really just shifting us to do is to identify a term that I love is your superpower and knowing what your superpowers are, what your, what's Bay just call it, your 5%? 5%, yeah. Other people, Dan Sullivan calls it zone of genius. No, Dan Sullivan calls it unique ability and somebody else calls it zone of genius. And I, th those are all really great terms because, listen, everybody listening out there has a gift. You know, maybe you're a gifted writer. Maybe, you know, maybe you're a gifted uh, bodybuilder. Maybe you're a gifted... A performer on stage maybe you're a gifted connector or networker everybody's better in some area of life i mean you know technically we're all equal but we're not all equal i mean i'm not equal to usain bolt in sprinting i mean he's gifted with sprinting ability and so we all have gifts and you should be proud of your gift and you should look at your gift as like i've been given this gift whether you know you believe in god or not you've been given a gift you've been given a talent and you should be very selfish about that talent. You should guard and protect it like my dog protects his dinner bowl, you know? Just like, you're not taking time away from my talent. I'm gonna spend this, I'm gonna focus my gift and my talent on serving the world. And when you have that mentality, you're gonna help a lot more people. You're gonna make more money and you're gonna have a, gr a much better life. Craig, I just wanna jump in there. Back in 2008, in your first mastermind, one of the first things you taught us was the better you become at technical things, the less money you'll make. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in most cases that that exists, uh, you know, today, actually, a lot of technical people do make a lot of money. But if you're going to be an online entrepreneur, in our context, of yeah, entrepreneurs yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you know how to do website editing, you're going to go and do website editing when you should be selling something and you're not going to make any money doing website editing and you're going to lose all that money. So if you don't know how to upgrade your website, if you don't know how to edit a video like I don't, then I can just get somebody else to do that. I show up, I can make more videos and give more video content to an editor who can go and upload it and do his thing. I mean, the editor, I mean, he wants to do that. He, that's his gift. I mean, some of these video editors, like Mikey, your brother, I mean, th that's their gift to create content like that, to curate it. Let them do that. Don't take it away from somebody else um, and spend and waste your energy on something that takes away from your gift. Yeah, that's fantastic. You'll be proud of me, Craig. I have never edited a video, a awesome. single video. And you have a lot, sir. I have not. I don't even know how to. And can I also say something? I have never changed like a period to a comma. Like I don't even know how to get onto my websites. Oh, that's awesome. Like, if you ask me anything technical about my, I'm like, I don't know. I know how much we made today. Right. That's about right. it. I know, I know how to contact the guy. I'm the money collector. Yeah. <laughs> I collect exactly the money. It. That's all I do. All right. And guys, this is just a habit you take on early on. And like Craig said, Elon Musk isn't editing his own videos. So, and no. that's a kind of funny example, but uh, it started by him not editing it at all. So it starts, it doesn't start later. It starts right now. And I just wanted to share uh, one thing after your retreat or after our workshop right away within the first 24 hours, uh, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but you know, I was doing the backyard because we moved into this new big home and you know, everybody was saying, oh, you're going to take care of your home now because it's a bigger lot. And I wanted to prove everybody I can take care of a bigger home now. So I started doing the, I started cutting the grass on Sundays. 
I was, I was cutting the grass on Sundays. And I started doing the landscaping. I'm like, I'm going to learn how to take care of my backyard. And that didn't last long after your retreat, <laughs> your, no. your event. And we hired uh, three people. We got a meal, a meal delivery service right after the event. We got a cleaner right after the event. And we got a landscaper right after the event. And the next person we want to hire is a chef and then eventually a driver. And uh, it's just, again, getting clarity on like, not just like from a financial standpoint, but from a lifestyle standpoint. Like if I can spend two hours reading a book on Sunday instead of cutting the lawn, I'm going to be more valuable to my following. If I can have a nap, I'm going to get a better workout the next morning. If I could just play with Mealy and John Luca, that's a better quality upbringing for them. So um, even today, I was just getting my hair cut before here, and I was getting my hair cut by Frank, and he's uh, literally in his 70s. He owns you know Frank Hair Design around the corner here, and I he you know I pulled into my Porsche, and uh, you know he asked me uh, some how somehow my the tires came up and he said, Oh, you do your own tires. And of course not. I said, what? No. And he, and he started, I could start to tell you was surprised. He was, oh, it's not very hard. And, uh, and, and he was like kind of trying to jab a little, like, Oh, you don't know you're, you know, grown, you're 30 years old. You don't know how to do your own tires. No, I don't know how to do my tires. I'd be screwed if I, uh, something happened to me on the side of the road. And I grew up with Flavia. A lot of her brothers are very handy. Uh, so, so that was actually an interesting dynamic when we got married you know, she's used to having brothers that can fix stuff. And I'm not, I don't, I can't fix anything. You know, there's a bunch of things in this house that need to get fixed. Um, and I'm like, oh, Flav, I, I don't know, can we call somebody? <laughs> yeah, you just have to draw the line somewhere. I mean, if you like some of these things and you want to do them, great. But if they are taking up a lot of your time and you're struggling to bring home money, then you have to just draw the line and say, how does this activity serve me? And so you were saying that question that, that Matt gave to you, which is, you know, can I stop doing this? I, I always use this word or the phrase, how does this serve me? How does, you know, uh, sleeping in serve you? How does cutting the lawn for two hours on the weekend serve you? How does, you know, doing another bodybuilding competition serve you if, you know, your girlfriend is getting upset at you and it doesn't really, you know, actually serve you in life? You know, just take a look at your life, do a little audit and say, how is everything serving me that I'm doing it? If you find woodworking as amazing as meditation, you just love it and you lose yourself in it. And you're like, I got to do this every Saturday. And, and, you know, Craig and Vince, you stupid losers who can't, uh, you know, use a drill. You know, I don't care what you say. I'm going to keep on doing my woodworking. <laughs> By all means, keep on doing your woodworking, my friend. Do things that serve you and don't do things that don't serve you. That's great. That's a great thing. All right. Let's uh, get uh, to our third point here. So let's talk about your values. What do you mean by that? And what, how do we find our values? Yeah. Values are the foundation of our lives. They are what you know, Silicon Valley type people call your first principles. You take a look at the things that are most important. So if you take a look at your values and your values are family first, then that's going to drive every decision that you make. If family is truly your overwhelming uh, number one value in life, then you are not going to drink alcohol and go out with your buddies and, sh and come home at five o'clock in the morning when you have a wife and kids, because that just doesn't make any sense. It's, it mi is misaligned with your core values. And so we just, that's the very first thing I do in my workshops after we do our fun little get to know you icebreaker exercise. We talk about what are your values for your family, your health, your wealth, and, your, and the experiences you want to have in life. And my values are not your values and your values are not my values, but what is your family value? Do you want to be married with kids? If you want to be married with kids, then that really should drive pretty much every decision you make. 
if you want to be uh, a you know below 10 percent body fat and look like a bodybuilder year round and that's like a real strong value to you then that's obviously going to drive your days and how they look and that's probably going to impact how much wealth you're going to build because that might take a lot of time away from that and that might impact your family but if you're okay with that because that's your value that's driving it so you have to figure out what your values are first family health wealth and experiences what really matters to you most in life and then you can make every decision easy and automatic based on that but you really have to do that deep dive and think you know what what isn't really just my value today you know like short-term gains but what are my long-term values what what would I be unhappy to have not experienced in 20 years from now? You know, if you're 30 years old and you love partying, you love, you know, the lifestyle that muscle building has given you all the attention from girls, but deep down you have this family upbringing and your, and your family values, you have family values, but you spend the next 10 years of your life, you know, in this short-term reward mindset, much like social media is a sort short-term reward mindset, then you push off what really matters and the next thing you know you wake up and you go oh my gosh I just wasted the last 10 years of my life not actually serving my values much like when people waste a, an hour or two of their day on social media and then go holy crap it's four o'clock and I still have two hours of work here at my accounting job to do I, I've totally misplaced the values of my day so your values must be known they must be clear they must be concisely communicated to the people that matter and they must drive your decisions every day your vision and your values, or sorry, your value and your vision determine your decisions. Craig, this is fantastic. And, you know, when you identify your values, something I'll just even add is that it takes a lot of courage to uh, stand up to uh, your values. You yeah, know, stand I know, up for your values, especially in the face of peer pressure. Absolutely. Yeah, even now, like with um, all the activities other parents have their kids involved in. And I just heard this great um, illustration from a, uh, one of my dad's friends and, uh, you know, the whole city, um, sir, sir, th this fellow, his kids are in soccer and, um, the, the, the rep team they're going to play for just brought in this big high level coach and all the parents are like, Oh my God, this, what a big opportunity. We got to get our kids playing, uh, on this team because they're going to get coached by this guy. He's from Europe and it's going to be amazing. And, and, um, you know, this dad was feeling pressure to get his son involved on the soccer team too. And then he found out the practices were at six o'clock. Guess what's at six o'clock every Dinner day? Time. Dinner time. So for him, it was an easy decision. Sorry. That's that's amazing. That is exactly how you you do it. You use values to create almost like a fence around you, boundaries in your life, guideposts, guardrails, whatever you want to call them. The values help you decide. Going back to that, uh, you know, analogy I used earlier of a, a young guy who's engaged to a great girl, and his buddies come along and say, "Hey, let's go to Vegas for a bachelor party," and you'd be like. Yes, that's going to be an amazing time, but it is going to possibly ruin your relationship with your best friend, someone who you're going to, who could spend the next 50 years of your life with, and you're going to go and ruin that for one weekend in Vegas. Well, that is the wrong way to look at things. You know, values are really about long-term outlook, and there might be a little bit of short-term pain in living and sticking up for your values, but you know, in a year from now, you're going to look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I stuck to them. Yeah, I think something uh, just... Uh finish off with is that values are not just things that you prize really highly, but they're things you practice every single day. Things you prize highly and practice every single day. Craig, that's been an incredible, incredible uh, interview. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? 
Yes, there is one thing because people often often ask me, "Hey, what didn't we cover?" And it kind of really ties into what we talked about today because at the end of your life, what's really going to matter are the people that you spent your time with and the experiences you had with them. It's not about money, it's not about stuff. It's it's about people and experiences, and that ties in with values. If your values are family, if your values are friends, if your values you know, revolve around that, then that needs to dictate your every decision. And the stronger you stick to that, the better your life is going to be, the less internal stress you're going to have because you're going to be acting congruently with your values. And when we act congruently with our values, we live in a zone of genius. But if you act incongruently and you're a hypocrite, then you're always going to have that internal stress and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to feel like, you know, almost like you're living a fake life and that's going to cause a lot of problems. So find those values, create your vision, know your worth, my friend, know your worth, your value of your time, make sure that you are valuing yourself because that's, you know, self-doubt and, and insecurity and low self-confidence causes a lot of people to you know, not put the proper value on themselves and they end up doing a whole bunch of things that aren't worth their time. So when you have those three V's in place, value, vision, and values, you are going to live closer to the life of your dreams. And, you know, I'm living, I'm sitting across the table from a guy who's living his dream, family, amazing family, amazing health, uh, wealth building and impact on the world. And the guy's had great experiences uh, with many, many great people. And, and uh, he's only just begun. So Vinny, uh, thanks for having me down in uh, this amazing office, home gym podcast studio for, for this show and being able to share this. And, and I, you know, everything I've said today, guys, I wish, I wish, I wish, probably my greatest regret in life is that I was not able to hear and absorb this message when I was 30 years old. If I had, things would be a little bit different for me right now. I mean, obviously I can't change it, so I'm, I'm making the best, but I really wish I would have known that. I probably would have avoided my anxiety attacks and that I had back in 2006, which are really, really bad. But I mean, I learned from those, turned them into positive, but I wish that I'd heard this uh, and really thought about value vision and value back then. Well, thank you, Craig, so much. As you know, Mia Casa, Sua Casa. So you're always welcome back into our home. Thank you. Man. And again, as I said at the start, it was an absolute privilege and honor to have you here as um, our first guest on the podcast here. And I just want to, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to say how refreshing it was here, how refreshing it was to hear about values and vision today. And uh, it was it was really good. I hope it was for you, too. And I want to thank you for joining me. And guess what? Uh, you can join us in San Diego on November the 9th and 10th at the Perfect Life Retreat, the first ever Perfect Life Retreat. And, Craig, maybe you could just uh, tell people uh, what they can expect when they uh, come to your event. And uh, if you're able to come to Craig's event, just so you know, right after I've piggybacked on his event to have my own event the following two days, I'm having a zero to six figure formula seminar. So you could get uh, double whammy, best bang for your buck. You could come to both events at the same hotel and you could really get your life uh, moving in the right direction. Uh, so Craig, tell us a bit about what's happening at your retreat. Yeah, absolutely. And you actually have some of your top performers are coming to the retreat. And so the retreat, if you've, if you've aligned with some of the stuff we've talked about today, you're like, man, this is great, but I still don't get it. I still don't understand how to extract, you know, from the clutter in my mind, there's all this stuff in there, all these big ideas. How do I figure out which ones I say no to and which ones I say yes to? 
And that's what I'm going to do over those two days. So it's not one of those events where you sit there and you take 40 pages of notes and then you go home and you're like, oh, I'm going to put these notes aside for two weeks. And you come back to them like maybe three weeks later and you know, I don't even know what I was talking about here. I don't know where to start. It's almost like you didn't go to that seminar. It's almost like that seminar was too stressful for you to have gone to. <laughs> no, we actually do all of the work in there. We get the vision out of your mind down on paper. Like Vince said, it's very similar to one of my workshops and which are smaller group ones, which are even more intense. And at the retreat, we get the vision out first. We help you say yes to what matters. And we go through a couple of cool exercises where we help you say no to what matters and really realize like, oh my goodness, this is actually holding me back in life. And then I give you a 90 day plan for your personal and professional life. And in that 90 day plan, we talk about obviously big actions to take, but we also talked about something Vince talked about before. He, he said, you know, within 24 hours, within 72 hours of coming to the workshop, I was doing a few things that we talked about there. And that's because I give you marching orders for here's what you need to do in the next 24 hours in order for you to get make a big step towards your three-year vision. So we start with the vision, 30,000 foot level, and we work it all the way down to here's exactly what you need to do in the next 24 hours in order to be successful. And you're gonna leave those two days of my perfect life retreat with your next 90 days dialed in, knowing exactly what to do every day, every week, so that you can have major, major breakthroughs. I will be there. Flavia will be there. We are so, so excited. You guys can reserve your seat at perfectliferetreat.com. And I look forward to having you join us in San Diego. It will be the best decision you've made. And uh, Craig, I just want to thank you again for joining us today. That was an incredible interview. And just thank you for being the rock. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thank you, guys. Love this episode of the Vince Del Monte podcast? Then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. And most importantly, it will help us spread the M5 mission to other men like us dedicated to maximizing and mastering the five M's of manhood. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak soon.